overstimulate the brain's reward circuit and provide very strong positive reinforcement. And repeated overstimulation leads to specific changes in the brain that give birth to addiction. Today, we're going to learn how that works at a neural level. We're going to dive into what's going on in the brain's reward circuit following chronic drug use and how that can lead to addiction. Along the way, we'll link what we've learned so far about addiction with what we've learned so far about the brain. We'll see how behavioral symptoms like tolerance, withdrawal, and dependence develop as a result of changes that occur in the brain. So, what does repeated use of addictive drugs like cocaine and alcohol do to the brain that makes them addictive? How does the brain change? Well, I want to talk about three major changes that contribute to addiction. First, repeated overstimulation of the brain's reward circuit numbs the response in the brain's pleasure center, the nucleus accumbens. Second, repeated overstimulation also strengthens associations with addiction-related cues, which increases cravings. And third, it weakens inhibition from the prefrontal cortex, which undermines self-control. Let's begin by talking about the numbing of the pleasure response in the nucleus accumbens. Many scientists believe that tolerance reflects the brain's attempt to compensate for repeated overstimulation of the reward circuit, and that it does so by inhibiting the stimulation of the nucleus accumbens, thereby numbing the pleasure response. Remember from our last lecture that the nucleus accumbens is often considered to be the pleasure center of the brain. It's associated with liking or enjoyment, and recall that experiments found rats would rather stimulate the nucleus accumbens than do anything else, including eating or having sex. They're even willing to endure intense pain to keep stimulating it. Direct stimulation of this area is so pleasurable that both rats and humans will self-stimulate it over and over and over for hours on end if given the opportunity. Well, it turns out that addictive drugs stimulate this area much more than normal everyday rewards do. So, while eating or reading or seeing a friend indirectly stimulate the nucleus accumbens and lead to normal feelings of pleasure and reward, heroin and other addictive drugs stimulate the nucleus accumbens much more directly which produces the extremely rewarding high associated with these drugs. In a very real sense, addictive drugs overstimulate the nucleus accumbens, meaning that they produce activity levels that are well beyond the normal range. And it turns out that if this kind of overstimulation happens a lot, it can eventually lead to a numbed pleasure response because the nucleus accumbens will begin to inhibit the brain regions that are stimulating it. But how does that work? Well, the body has mechanisms that maintain an internal equilibrium. This is called homeostasis. For example, our body has mechanisms that maintain our temperature at a relatively constant level. 
whether we're on a hot beach in August or in a freezing snowstorm in January. Think of it like a thermostat in your house that's trying to keep the temperature relatively constant. If it starts to get too hot, then the thermostat will turn on the air conditioner to cool things down. That's exactly what's going on in the nucleus accumbens. If the nucleus accumbens gets repeatedly overstimulated, it'll turn down the stimulation that it's receiving. It does this by producing a molecule called CREB. CREB is what's known as a genetic transcription factor. What that means is that it can turn on the cell's genetic machinery and cause it to make specific chemicals. And when CREB is produced, it turns on the machinery that makes a chemical called dynorphin. Dynorphin is like a natural painkiller that's produced by the brain itself.